Amen. As you give this morning, I'm just going to ask you to look inside your bulletin to the Bible blog, and also um, on the back side of your bulletin, it's blank for sermon notes, and uh, your Bibles, need your Bibles nearby as well, because uh, Steve Sampson's coming in just a moment. But um, inside the Bible blog, I actually took an excerpt from uh, Steve Sampson's book, How, or You Can Hear the Voice of God, and, and that's what I appreciate about Steve Sampson's ministry. Uh, you're in for a treat this morning. If you don't know who Steve is, if you do, then, then you already know <laughs> how good this is about to get. But, but I just want to encourage you to, to be wide open to the voice of God, because Steve's helped the body of Christ over the years realize that God is still speaking today. You know that he never stopped speaking God's always wanted to speak to you, to speak to everybody. He, his voice is crystal clear. And, and so I just really appreciate Steve's heart, his obedience to the Holy Spirit, and uh, our relationship with Steve as pastors, as a church. It doesn't just go back in years. It goes back in decades. I mean, that's how much we love and honor his ministry. And I know you're here this morning to receive a word from the Lord. So would you welcome Steve Sampson to the pulpit to minister this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Well, I do feel very, very honored to be a part of the family. My attendance is not real good, but uh, just, I, I just... I just, Jerry said to me one day, she said, we just know you're part of the family. You couldn't have paid me a greater compliment. So I just uh, thank God for you. You know, I, the body of Christ is amazing. We're, you know, we're all one and we're all different for sure, but we are all one. And so it's, it's a pleasure to just be in God's presence together. Kind of a little foretaste of heaven, I think. What a wonderful worship service. Thank you all for leading us and just in the presence of God. And I want to remind you to come tonight at 6. We're just going to have a prophetic flow. We're just, I don't preach much. I don't like to disappoint people, but we're just going to flow in the, uh, in the spirit and just see what God wants to do. Pastor was talking about the book, You Can Hear the Voice of God, which is totally, I've run out except for the DVD, but they've asked me to rewrite it and... Uh, that is, I got a July 1st deadline, but they want me to fatten it up, probably look more like me. But um, <clears throat> the, the, uh, I love to hear it from God, because when God speaks, everything changes. Um, but last night, there was this couple here, and he called me late, but the, the prophetic word to them was that God, I remember it was something about the bluebird of happiness, God's going to make you happy. They're fairly newly married. But she had been, she works in healthcare and been in a home ministering to this lady. But while she was there, she was watching this black and white old movie all about the bluebird of happiness. All, and it was on her mind so much. But then the Holy Spirit just kind of used that same thing. And he has a bad habit of doing that. But, but the Holy Spirit is real. He's, a, he's real. So today, uh, there's a bunch of books on the back table. And uh, check the, the Confronting Jezebel out. You can get it in some grocery stores now. Uh, I'm serious. They, they, and then uh, you'd laugh at the wrong time. But uh, <laughs> then the, the book on Ahab, which there's a lot more Ahabs than Jezebels, is, is a, a life changer. Praise God. It just really is. Um, I just, 
I, I mentioned this last time when I was here, but you know, when they talked about in Congress, you know, they keep talking every six months about raising the debt ceiling, you know. It makes you a little nauseated, but, but in general, as they were talking about it, God was speaking to me that we need to raise our faith ceiling. Could I get you to do that just like that? Just put it up there. God, I want to I wanna get my faith ceiling higher. I want to start experiencing more. And I want to see more happen. I want to I wanna have greater experiences. I want to I want to see more miracles, and, and just I want to just see the demonstration of, of God. But I, I want to read this scripture to you. Uh, this is from 2 Kings uh, chapter 5 about Naaman the Syrian. This is a, uh, I just saw something here the other day, and I just think this is so cool. But <clears throat> it says, and I'm going to read it from the message to bring out something here. And I don't preach very long, but it's very, very good. Um, <clears throat> it says, uh, this is 2 Kings 5, starts out, Naaman was general of the army under the king of Aram. He was important to his master who held him in the highest esteem because it was by him that God had given victory to Aram, a gr truly great man, but afflicted with a grievous skin disease, leprosy. It so happened that Aram, on one of his raiding expeditions against Israel captured a young girl who became a maid to Naaman's wife. One day she said to her mistress, Oh, if only my master could meet the prophet of Samaria, he would be healed of his skin disease, leprosy. Well, Naaman, who's a mighty warrior, a very influential man, happened to hear this little teenage girl say these words, and so he got excited. He must have been desperate to be healed. And I, I found out something. Desperation is a good thing. <laughs> Mediocre is not. There's a lot of people who, well, let me just say this. It's good to be hungry for God. God will do more <clears throat> when you're hungry. Um, Naaman went straight to his master and reported what the girl from Israel had said. And then he says, well, go then, said the king of Aram, and I'll send a letter of introduction to the king of Israel. Now, this is interesting. I'd never seen this before. So Naaman the Syrian, full of leprosy, sends a letter to the king of Israel thinking, this is going to be my healing. Now, it says, so he went off taking with him about 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothes. In today's market, silver is $21 an ounce. That would be 12,000 ounces of silver, so it would have been, he would have brought $252,000 worth of silver. Gold is about $1,300 an ounce. Be 24 ounces of gold would about be about $3,120,000. And 10 suits, I don't know, $3,000. Probably less if you get them at Joseph Banks or whatever, but, but the, the deal is, <laughs> my point is, he must have really wanted to be healed to bring that kind of money to the king. Now, there's something to be said for desire, because I believe God wants to do more in our lives. I believe God wants to manifest himself more. I believe God wants to show miracles, but a lot of times we're, we're satisfied where we are. And I believe there, that God wants to give us a divine dissatisfaction. We say, God, I'm ready to see more. 
I want to hear more clearly. And, and I, I, want to, I want to see more people influenced. And so he goes, sends this letter to the king. Well, the king thinks he's trying to start a fight. And he says, uh, he, he says I'm not a god that can heal. Uh, it says, so Naaman with his, uh, it says, Elisha, the man of God, heard what had happened. That the king of Israel was so distressed that he ripped his clothes to shreds. He sent a word to the king. Why are you so upset ripping up your robe like this? Send him to me so he'll learn that there's a prophet in Israel. I mean, a lot of people don't know there's a God out there that would heal him. Well, uh, so Naaman and his horses and chariots arrived in style and stopped at Elisha's door. Can you imagine what an entourage that must have been? We don't know how many servants he had, but he was a big shot, and put it, put it mildly. So they, they, they pull up in front of his house. So Naaman, uh, so Elisha sent out a servant to meet him with his, this message. Go to the river Jordan and immerse yourself seven times. Your skin will be healed and you'll be good as new. Hmm. Naaman lost his temper. The, the New King James says he went away in a rage. Now here he spent all this money, three million dollars worth of gold, quarter of a million dollars worth of silver, and three thousand dollars worth of suits. He's really wanting to be healed, but yet when he gets there, because the prophet didn't come out, and instead the prophet sent a messenger out, and said, the word of the Lord to you is to go down and dip in the river Jordan seven times. It ticked him off. And it said he went away in a rage. I believe the Holy Spirit does things in our lives, and a lot of times as he starts to do it, we don't like the way he did it, so we abort it. You know, this thing sitting on our shoulders is an abortionist. This guy right here. It's an abort. It will abort. Remember when the Lord said to Peter, let down the nets for a catch? And he said, well, Lord, we've been out here all night. That's abortion. We've been out here all night. When you're giving God information, that's abortion. <clears throat> or Zacharias, you and your wife Elizabeth are going to have a son. Well, how's this going to happen? I'm old and she's old. Yeah, that's abortion. And there's, the Bible's full of abortions. But the point is, if he'd spent so much money to get healed, and then a little trivial thing like, the prophet doesn't come out. The prophet didn't come out probably because he didn't want him to get his eyes on him. And he sent out a messenger. How many ever noticed God has a real bad habit of using people? And sometimes it's not the person you expect him to use. <clears throat> but he said, well, I thought the man of God was going to come out and he was going to wave his hand over the place and my leprosy would be healed and, and we'd have coffee and go home. Instead... He tells me to go, if I want to get clean, he says, I got rivers of Bana and Parfar at home. They're a lot cleaner than Jordan. Let me know the church a lot of times has a dirty reputation. We've seen scandals. We've seen, you know, we, you hear horror stories of people, how they misuse things and use the name of the Lord wrongly. But a friend of mine said, you know, the church is a lot like Noah's Ark. You know, Noah's Ark had a window, and it wasn't just for letting air in, it was for getting some stuff out, you know? <clears throat> so there might have been some kind of odor there, you know? All those animals. <clears throat> but like a friend of mine said, he said, 
the church is a lot like Noah's Ark. It may stink, but it's the only thing floating, believe me. <coughs> and so, but, but it's interesting that he said, at least I could go to my own rivers. And a lot of times the way God wants to do something is we want it so religious and we want it so perfect that we're, we're in danger of aborting. <clears throat> and, he, and he stopped off mad as a hornet. It said, but his servants, which I call anti-abortionists, were there. And they said, Father, if the prophet had asked you to do something hard and heroic, you would have done it. Why not, th why not this simple wash and be clean? And so he did. He went down and immersed himself in the Jordan seven times. And we all know that the, when he dipped that last time, probably the first dip he got rid of some pride, and the second dip he got rid of some arrogance. And, you know, every dip I think something kind of washed away. But finally, that seventh dip, his skin was it like clean. They said his skin was like a baby skin. You know what I believe? I believe a lot of times we've got saved, but we didn't get our innocence. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and ate the wrong fruit and, and you know, disobeyed God, they didn't just lose fellowship with God, they lost their innocence. Before the fall, there was no good or evil, but they were in a state of innocence. God doesn't just want you to get saved, he wants you to get your innocence back. So that you're not a know-it-all, so that you're not opinionated, so that you're just like a little child. If God says it, I believe it. How many ever had God speak to you and you analyze it? You know, obviously this is for people in Alabama and stuff, but, but there, there, there's just a tendency to, to overanalyze. And so he got his healing. His skin was like brand new. And Naaman the Syrian wanted to do something for the prophet, so he came to him, kind of saying, I'll do anything. I'll give you anything. I'm so grateful to be healed. And Elisha said, I'll take nothing. I don't want anything. But he said, Naaman says, well, if you're not going to give me anything, I'm going to ask you for something. I'm going to ask you if you'll give me two mule loads of earth where this miracle happened. You know what I believe that is? I believe God wants you to gain ground. I believe God wants you to gain that ground and take it with you. Do you imagine that man? He said, give me two F-150 Ford pickup loads of dirt, and everywhere I go, I'm going to take it with me. Because I don't want to lose the ground that I've gained. I want this ground to be holy ground. Because the more we appreciate and the more we're grateful to God for what he's done, the more he'll do in our lives. So many times we have a attitude of, you know, what have you done for me lately? Now, I'm changing my sermon a little bit because I just feel led to, but in the Bible, and I'll wind it up with this, there's four types of faith in the New Testament. There's great faith. Would you say that with me? Great faith. There's strong faith. There's weak faith. And there's little faith. So in the whole New Testament, there's only four types of faith. Great faith, strong faith, weak faith, little faith. But then in little faith, there's only four instances of little faith. Now, most of the time when we hear the word little faith, you think, well, God's saying, you know, you're pathetic. You're just so pathetic. Your faith is so small. 
That's not what God is saying at all. Anytime God says little faith, he's saying, why did you give up so easily? He's not upbraiding you. He's not scolding you. He's saying, use your faith. <laughs> use your faith. Get that, get that faith ceiling up there more. You know, when we pray for somebody to be healed, we ought to be surprised if they're not healed instead of surprised that they are. You know, sometimes we, we, we just kind of almost shocked. You got healed? Really? Well, uh, well, that's what we ask God for, you know. But anyway, we all know about great faith when the centurion, and it seems like most of the miracles happen with people that were outsiders. The woman at the well, she was an outsider. The, 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 the foreigner, one of the ten lepers that came back, was an outsider. It seems like sometimes people outside the church have more faith than those in the church. Why? Because we get anesthetized. We, get, we just get into a limitation. Well, I love God. I'm going to heaven. But God's saying, no, raise your level of expectation. So it was an outsider. It was this centurion that said it, it, his servant was very ill. And he came to Jesus and he said, do not bother yourself to come to my house because if you'll just say the word, my servant will be healed. And I want to tell you why. I'm a man of authority. When I tell people to go, they go. When I tell people to come, they come. And he said, I recognize you the same way. Just tell, say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus turned around to that man. He said, I've not seen this kind of great faith in all Israel. The other great faith is the Syrophoenician woman, the Greek woman, who is also an outsider, non-Jewish. She came to Jesus, said, I have a demon-possessed daughter. How many agree with me? That would be very hard on the furniture. And, and she, she has this demon-possessed daughter. Jesus ignores her. The disciples say, if you're not going to heal her, then help her and tell her to go away. She's driving us crazy. It says at some point there in Matthew 15, it says that Jesus, that she, she, he wouldn't respond to her. So he, it says she fell down and worshipped him. You know what I've learned? If nothing else works, just worship God. Wow. I've said many times, God is not looking for worship. If he, want, if he was looking for worship, he's got plenty of angels that can outsing any of us. God is not looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers. She fell down and worshiped him, and he said, well, it's not good to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. But he said, but, and then she responded, but Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs. So in other words, there's enough power in a crumb to make my daughter well. And Jesus, his attitude was, you know, you got me on that one. I wasn't going to help you, but you know, you got me there. Go your way. Great is your faith. So there's only, the only two counts where it mentions great faith. Isn't that amazing? See, sometimes we need an audacity. If something doesn't happen, pray again. I believe God is getting ready to, let, to use us all in greater ways. In other words, miracles should be normal. Some, most of the time, we settle for too little. And God wants to manifest himself. The other night, we were in Litchfield, Illinois, as I told last night. This lady had a, she, she was like this. She hadn't been able to move her neck for several years, just like that. And there was a prayer, and nothing happened, but she was on her way home, and she said she had this big old thing here, and on her way home, driving home, the thing just, it just dissolved. I believe that's normal Christianity. So, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. 
Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So, the, just, just to wind this up real, real quickly, Abraham was strong in faith. The Bible says he didn't grow weak in faith. And he believed God even when he was an old man and his wife was old. The strong and the weak faith. But then I want to just bring out about little faith. There's four examples of little faith. One is about worry. Would you say that word with me? Worry. Now, in, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, he says these words. I'm going to wind this up here real quickly. Would you do that again? Let's raise our face ceiling. Hallelujah. I'm going to get this sucker higher. Hallelujah. In six months from now, I want to be seeing more miracles than I've ever seen. I want to get it up there. I'm tired of thinking small. Listen how he says about worry. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Anybody got taller by worrying? You know, that's what he's saying. He's saying, uh, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? So the first little faith in the New Testament has to do with worry. Anybody guilty? We worry. We worry about everything. God says if you're worrying, it's little faith. Don't give up so easy. The second worry has to do with fear. Matthew 8. When he got into a boat, verse 23, his disciples followed him. When Jesus says, let's go to the other side, he doesn't tell you, you may get killed. He just said, let's go to the other side. <clears throat> Suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. His disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, why are you so fearful, O you of little faith? So worry is one area of little faith. Fear is the other. He rose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and then there was a great calm. The third little faith has to do with focus. The disciples, again, are in a storm. Jesus, they've never seen anyone walk on water. And it's kind of interesting. There's three accounts in the New Testament of him walking on water, but they're all referring to the same story. So according to the New Testament, there's only one account of him walking on water. But they've never seen anybody walk on water. And they're in another storm. The, 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 the turbulence is pretty bad, and, and they're kind of scared. They're struggling. And Jesus comes walking on the water. They think it's a ghost. The Greek says they screamed like teenage girls. And, 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 and it, you know, be, it, he just scared them. <clears throat> he scared them. And in it all, Peter, who I think was a little bit brain damaged, but he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Now, we're not on a quiet place. We're in a violent storm. And with tremendous complexity, Jesus says, come. 
And Peter gets out of the boat, and he, gets, he begins to walk on water, which I think he only took two steps, but to me, that's enough to tell your grandkids about. You know, <laughs> just two steps. But all of a sudden, it said he saw that the wind was boisterous. And I want to say, you didn't see that before? You know, but he's out of the boat, and he's walking, and he said, oh, Lord, save me. And Jesus caught him by the hand and said, why did you doubt, O oh, you of little faith? He lost his focus. You know, just for a few seconds there, he was acting like Christ. He was in a supernatural realm. He was acting just like Jesus. And I think God wants us to be more in that realm. That's why Paul and Peter and John at the gate beautiful looked, told that man, look at us. Look at us. We're going to unlock you. You're locked up. We're going to set you free because they knew who they were. And most Christians don't know who they are. You're still praying with a question mark. You don't have any idea who you are. Who you are is a son of God or a daughter of God. You're worthy. You're righteous. How many know you are worthy? How many agree with me? You just didn't have anything to do with it. But you're worthy. We were talking Isaiah 43, 25 last night. God said, I will heal you and I will forgive you for my own sake. God does not want us walking around with a sin consciousness. He wants us to walk around with a consciousness. I'm forgiven. I'm a child of God. Why? So God can use me. If you feel like pond scum, it's going to be hard for you to encourage someone else. If you're a pickle puss, don't try to give me joy. You know, you understand? So, so there, we have to see God has put us in a place and we struggle believing it because we're of little faith. So anyway, the fourth area of little faith is memory. Wow. So we got worry, we got fear, we got focus, and then we got memory. Jesus told the disciples, they're getting in a boat ready to do a little fishing, preaching, and he says, oh, by the way, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the doctrine of the Pharisees. And they said, we didn't bring enough bread. I know Jesus rolled his eyes. I know he did. It doesn't say it, but I just know he did. Matthew 16, 8. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of... Why do you reason among yourselves? Because you have brought no bread. Do you not understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets full of you took up, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000, how many large baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand that I speak to you, I do not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven and the Pharisees, of the Pharisees. So, again, little faith. Little faith, again, is not... God's saying to you, you're pathetic, you're puny. He's saying, don't give up so easy. I'll do more. Just because it didn't happen instantly doesn't mean I won't do it. And, and he wants to manifest himself. Any Jew you talk to is very familiar with the word chutzpah. And I've used this before, but the word chutzpah means boldness, uh, uh, like an aggressiveness, like, a, like a, uh, an amazing zeal, yeah. That's what we have to have in God. We've got to be bold. He said, your sins and your lawless deeds I will remember no more. Therefore, come boldly. Come boldly. Come boldly. Why? Because God made a decision to forget your sins. And he's brought you into relationship with him. We have to learn to be bold.
You talk about a debt ceiling. You talk about a faith ceiling. You couldn't pick anyone more unlikely than me. I came home from church camp four years in a row because I was homesick because it was 40 miles away from where I lived. <clears throat> I was felt so inferior. I could, never, I could never give a speech in high school. I could never. There's no way. But the ceiling got raised. I go home from church camp. Now I've been all over the world. God takes us from level to level. There's a knowing in me when you pray for somebody, they'll be healed. I know that I know because the faith level got raised. Put your hook up there again, would you? Let's raise that faith level. I want you to just get this in your mind. God, I'm tired of living with limitation. Limited faith. Here's a definition of chutzpah, the boldness. Any Jewish person knows this word. C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H. A Yiddish word meaning gall, brazen nerve, effrontery, guts. No other word in the, no other language can do the word justice. Here's an example. A little old lady with pretzels on a street corner was selling them for 25 cents each. Every day a young man would leave his office building at lunchtime, and as he would pass by the pretzel stand, he would leave her a quarter, but never take a pretzel. For three years he did this. Walks by her pretzel stand, throws down a quarter, never takes a pretzel. After three years passed, one day he's walking by, he threw down his quarter, and she said, they're 35 cents now. <clears throat> That's chutzpah. <clears throat> That's chutzpah. In other words, we need that boldness. We have to stop praying with a question mark, say, the Holy Ghost is in me. God does not have confidence in me, but he has confidence in the treasure he put in me. There is a, a Holy Spirit in us that says, I want out. I want to minister to more people. Would you let me out? Would you speak up? Would you dare to step out in faith? How many know most of us aren't making headlines anyway? It doesn't matter. Do something. You say, well, what if nothing happens? Nothing's happening in most churches anyway. So just step out there and say, God, I'm willing. I'm ready. So the next time you read about little faith, God is not rebuking you. He's saying, don't let up so easy. Press in a little more. Ask me some more, and I will manifest myself. Not all healings happen instantly. Some healings can take a week or three days or a month. But God hears when you pray. And, and so many times we say, when a prophetic word comes to me, the only thing I know is when God gives you a prophetic word, he's saying, I'm committed to you and to your situation. It doesn't mean it's going to happen instantly, but he's saying, this is what I'm going to do in your life. Now, don't give up, because I'm going to manifest it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's just, we got a few minutes here. Let's just exercise our faith and trust God. You know, you were talking this morning. When you, Pastor, when you said something, this guy came to me recently and he says, I have no recollection of it. He says, I was in Kentucky and I came in a meeting and he said, I had just had a vasectomy. And he said, my body was terribly infected. And medical science didn't know what they were going to do. And I stood up there and said, this just was in my mouth. And by the grace of God, I said, there's some man here that you, I'm pretty sure it was a man, but I'm, <clears throat> that you've had a vasectomy, and 
Something's went wrong, but God's healing you. And this man came to me just last year, and he said, this was 31 years ago. He said, within a few minutes, the infection dried up and just went away. <clears throat> so I, don't, I have no recollection of it, but I know one thing. I've learned something. If the Holy Spirit says it, it works. And I don't know why he didn't tell me sooner. I know mail can be real slow sometimes, but, but, but anyway, God says about prophecy, he said, I'll watch over my word to perform it. Why doesn't the devil want you hearing from God? Because he knows once God speaks, he's in trouble. And the Lord wants to manifest himself to people more. And so, ah, I was talking to Mark this morning, and he was telling me about how he got healed last time. He, come up here a second. <clears throat> and I, want, I just feel like there's four people that have this. You battle some migraines, some severe headaches. If you'll just raise your hand real high. You do battle migraines or headaches. I think there's four of you. Yeah, just run up here. My sister back here. Where are the rest of you? It seems like there's four. You may not call them migraines, but they're pretty, it seems like they're pretty intense. Yeah, come on. Should be two more. Battle migraines and stuff. People always come up later. Uh, but we want. Where's the other one? Don't be shy. You may. Be, this may be your first time here, but, but but God will do it. He'll take care of you. Come on. And uh, this being this has been a mean one, but it's going. It's going. But Mark, if you don't mind me saying, but he was saying. When there was a word similar to this, he didn't jump up, and then he went home and just brought it back to the Lord. So, said, well, Lord, I want you to do it anyway, yes. and he's accomplished it for you. Yes, and so, Lord, we thank you today, because I felt I'm supposed to pray again, but Lord, we thank you for Mark. We know there's a lot of people in the room that don't like him, but we just, we just <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, for healing Mark once and for all, that he'll never again, never again have these things in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord for the complete 100% healing. And God, let this be, because I see it like a river overflowing. God, Mark, God is going to use you more, and he's going to put words in your mouth, and there's such, I just see such a childlike trust. God's going to back you up, and God's going to, there's a liberty coming to you that you are going to find yourself just touching all kinds of people with the word of God in your mouth. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And Mark, we're going to pray for Jennifer. We thank you, Lord that she is free once and for all of these headaches and they're going to go and they're not going to be able to return ever again. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I see such peace on you. Peace that you can't explain. And at the end of the day, you're going to say, I feel more energy than I felt when I got up this morning. And there's going to be more fruitfulness, more accomplished, but you're going to feel like you're on a ride. You're going to feel like this has been the most glorious ride. And at the end of the day, you're going to say, look at all God has accomplished in one day. And I'm at perfect peace. This is peace, supernatural. You can't explain it. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we finally got number four up here. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your name. Carla. Lord, we thank you for healing Carla. How long have you had the headaches? Since I was a teenager. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, for Carla. So you've, since you were a teenager. So it's been over four years. Yeah. So <laughs> we thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for healing Carla once and for all that never, 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 never again will she have headaches because you're doing it, you're accomplishing it, you're healing her by 
your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you. I can see that, that healing going all the way to your toes. It's just flowing, 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 flowing. And God, we thank you to coat every nerve in her body with peace. Hallelujah. This past year has been a lot of ups and downs, but God is smoothing things out. And I see you at a place of just rest, 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 rest in God. Hallelujah. And what is your name? Allie. Allie. How long? Actually, I have... I have eye migraines and uh -huh. some headaches. I just found out this week that's what they are in my brain. That's what's causing the headaches. Okay. Well, it's not. I don't get. I, I don't get migraines. I get eye migraines, so that my eye I get up. Eye migraines. Okay. Yes, and headaches sometimes, but not migraines. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if God can do that because He's been so busy about that. <laughs> uh, they haven't been able to find that plane yet, and I think He's had His mind on that. Anyway, uh, um, first name I. Allie. Everybody agree. God, we thank you thank for you, healing, Father. Allie. Thank you. We thank you for the perfect, perfect, perfect you, healing. Father. That you're touching her eyes, you're healing all that, you're coordinating all that, making her body work perfectly. Thank you, we thank, thank you, Lord. You know what else I see, Allie? I see long life on you. And I see you, you've got a good stubbornness in you, a stubbornness you're going to use against the enemy. And I want to tell you, God is going to use you more uh, to, to get people out of their deadness and out of their bondage of religion. And there's, a, there's life flowing in you. Life, 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 life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to be able to be You are. Oh, thank you. You got long life on you. You got a lot of, you got a lot of years. Thank you. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Amen. I'll take it. Thank you, Jesus. First name again? Teresa. Lord, we thank you for healing Teresa. How long have you had the headaches? Since a teenager. Since a teenager. Goodness. We know they're going, Lord. We thank you for Teresa. We thank you for healing her. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that this is done. It's accomplished. It's by your spirit. It's through your spirit. It's you get the glory. We thank you, Lord, for Teresa, for the perfect healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Amen. You. Whew. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Um, real quickly, uh, one person we need to pray for. Uh, this is one, one and the same person. You have two problems. You have trouble sleeping, and you have a ter tremendous digestive issue. And God's going to heal you of both. Who is that person? One and the same person. You have trouble sleeping, trouble with your stomach. Just seems to me very clear that fits you. We just, we're just bless you. And we just thank God for you. We just, it's not my prayer that does it, but it makes me look really good. Uh, but we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the perfect healing, the glorious healing. And Lord, we thank you for the finished work of the cross, that it is done, that you're healing her sleep and you're healing her digestion. And we thank you that this is a no longer an issue. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. I see both of you. It's like you're finding your way more. I saw this this morning, but I just see you, you so plugged in. And it's just like destroying the enemy. And I see such a stronger foothold in both of you. And there's just more getting ready to uh, manifest where it involves the anointing and God's presence flowing through you. And you, you've always been, you've, you've reached the, the rough and outers, the, the rough cut, the, 
the, the people that are, they don't, they probably wouldn't feel good in church, but I see people that your lives touch them, but there's more. There's going to be more results, there's going to be more souls, there's going to be more doors open for you, and you're not to worry about anything financially because God will always take care of you. So praise God. Hallelujah. Um, my brother here, your first name? Alan. Alan. You know, I feel this so strongly about God lifting the load off you. And there's a quality about you. And a wonderful thing God has worked in your life. He's just, he's just, he's just been glorified with how he's worked in you. But there's a new knowing and a new assurance. And Alan, you're going to walk in God's authority, but you're going to walk without burdens. I don't know why I see that. I just see the Lord just lifting everything. And if you try to worry, you're going to have trouble because it won't work. And Lord, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, all I know, Alan, is God has like closed one season and he's opened a brand new season and you have his favor on you. Don't you ever doubt it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I want to just say to, to Harry, uh, this is so simple, but I, every time I see you, I see the Lord handing you a bigger net. And you know that scripture says the latter house is going to be greater. But God, I know in the natural you're a busy man, but I see in the spirit this larger net. And there's more God's going to do in these years ahead that concerns the kingdom, that concerns souls, that concerns the, the increasing the kingdom. And I know that net represents new souls. I know that represents people being brought forth. And I don't know what God's going to do, but I know it's on his shoulders. He's going to orchestrate it. But there's a way the anointing in you is going to bring forth more, 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 more for the kingdom. Hallelujah. And I, I'm not, probably not putting it in real good words. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's true. And you're getting ready to be promoted. There's a, there's a promotion, and I see like you being, I see you skipping a step, like God's going to bypass some, the normal procedure. He's going he's to catapult you, advance you to a higher position. I saw that clear, and it's too late to get out of it. So we just praise God. And Lord, we just praise you for Jerry. We just thank you, Lord, for the healing she needs in her body. And Lord, we just declare your health and your strength all through her, every part of her body. We thank you, Lord, just for keeping her intact, keep her sassy, keep her in, in tune with you, just keep her just where she'll just give the, trouble, the devil trouble every day. We just thank you, Lord, for her life, for her heart, for her loyalty, for her purpose. And Lord, we just thank you for Dad Merrill right now that he's in Philippines. We just ask you to just give him strength and use him, oh God. And Lord, just let him come back with a glorious testimony. Let him come back full of strength. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You know, one thing I wanted to say to Jody, and the anointing is so heavy this morning. Every time I look at somebody, I start hearing these things. But I see you, and I see these people coming, and they have handcuffs on them. But their handcuffs are like just ribbons. They aren't hard. And I just see you, and just send people free. It's not just natural blessings. It's Holy Ghost, supernatural, 
power blessings that are going to flow. And I can see in the Spirit, I can see testimony after testimony. And another thing I know, every one of these short people are going to be used by God. Every one of them has a significant purpose. Every one of them are going to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. I see that clear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. Um, I want to pray for a person that you almost died this past year. I don't know what happened, but it seems like you came real close to death. I just want to, want to pray. We're not going to hurt you or anything. But, uh, and also, think about it a second, but then also somebody, I believe you've had knee surgery, but it didn't go well. And it seems like you're still struggling where, where it concerns your knee surgery. Who is that person? I, and it may have been... Who are you pointing at? Oh, okay. You had a what? You were having knee surgery? That's Jerry. Oh, you almost died. Okay, well. Kidney transplant. Oh, bless your heart. Well, you know, now sometimes I hear things during the worship. I just now heard that just as I'm standing up there because God wants you healed. And so, Lord, we thank you for Eileen. And all we have to do is agree with the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for Eileen. We thank you for the total healing in her body. We command this kidney to keep working. We command any weakness in her body to be strong. Lord, we thank you for the, the, that you have spared her life. <clears throat> and, Lord, we're, we're thanking you right now. You're going to renew her. You're going to give her amazing strength. And she's, you know, the word I hear is rebound. Hallelujah. Yeah. Rebound, 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 and you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. <clears throat> I, see like, I see the Lord like an architect, and he's given you plans. He's given you blueprints, and he's giving you things from heaven. And there's a real purpose yet to, to be manifested in, in your lives. You're gonna, I just feel this. You're going to start feeling better. You're going to start feeling new strength. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for Paul. We just bless him today. You know, <laughs> I see the Lord, he just, I see you outstepping landmines. You know, the enemy keeps setting traps for you, and you always miss, he just misses you every time. And I, I just see you, like, with an agility in the Holy Spirit, and just the freedom, just like, I just see many, I don't know why I see this, but I see the enemy many times would hit, has tried to destroy you, take you out interrupt you, but he never has had success, and he never will. And Lord, we thank you for Paul. We thank you, Lord, for his intuitiveness. This man is sensitive to the Spirit. We just praise you, Lord, for his intuitiveness, his sensitivity, his alertness, and we just declare. Uh, God's going to do some things in these years ahead just to kind of like pay you back, and, uh, but I do see a, a Holy Spirit functioning just, just like the lid taken off, and but I see God also blessing you in, in ways just like you're saying, man, I'm being paid back. I'm being paid back. Lord, we thank you for Jerry. We thank you for, is that true about your knee that had trouble here? No, no, no. My knee is fine. Your knee is fine. I had the surgery. My other one is. Oh, your other knee. So, okay. Well, we thank you, Lord, for that. <laughs> well, we just ask that she won't have to have the more surgery. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Wow. 
feel so good about you, Paul. I just feel, I, I just feel that, you know what, I feel like I'm standing next to a general. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, I'm glad we have tonight because time goes so fast. Uh, let me just real quick, I felt like I'm somebody, a lot of people have arthritis, but this person, it seems like you suffer a lot with arthritis. If I'm hearing God, it seems like your birthday is in July, but you suffer with arthritis quite a bit. And so I know I'm within 12 months. I'm just positive. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's the way it seems to me. And sometimes that just kind of builds your faith in, well, God cares. But does that, does that person here, where, where are you? It's your birthday, July? Yeah, come on. Let's, that's just God's way of saying it's, there's a possibility he likes you. And uh, what part of your body is that arthritis just all over or just? Um, neck and fingers. Lord, we just thank you for healing her fingers and healing her neck and just any other way. We just declare her well. Oh, God, we declare her free from this in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you. I see the Lord, it's like a big smile on his face with what he's got planned for you, what he's got coming. He's going to sweeten things. He really is. And uh, God's going to redeem time. God's going to pay you back for you feel like time lost. And at the end of your life, you're going to be able to say, I lack no good thing. I see the word exhaustion. I don't know why, but I just feel like there's a, a weariness in that thing on you. And we break its power and we declare you're refreshed by the hand of the Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We praise you, God, for everything you're doing. Thank you. Whew, man, I feel that weak. I just feel weak. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, real quickly, I could be so full of baloney, and I've been told that before, but I feel like there's four people we're supposed to pray with that you've had an accident, car accident, accident falling down, You've, in other words, you're still in pain from some kind of accident. That would be you. Well, come up here, and it seems like there's three others. If, if, uh, yeah, come on. What kind of accident? I had a motorcycle accident. She was back. And you're still having a lot of pain from that. Yeah. Okay. God's going to take care of you. What about you? I broke my ankle three days before Christmas in 2011. It was. My ankle still acts up here. It was an accident. Yeah, I fell in the garage. You should be more careful. Uh, the, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. And what about you? Uh, I was rear-ended 19 years ago. And I 19 still years have, ago, still have that neck pain. Have, yeah. Well, we just pray with you. What about you? I just recently had uh, stroke symptoms uh, on my left side. My whole left side went numb. And okay. uh, I had been in the hospital for several weeks. Mm -hmm. And thanks be to God, I'm I'm here. Well, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy, and I just believe God's going to touch you. Now, I said four, but if there's somebody else, do not be robbed. Do not be robbed, because God will do this, and every one of them is going to have a wonderful testimony. About anyone else that should be up here? We're going to pray for you to be a better driver. And uh, <laughs> your first name is? John. Lord, we thank you for healing John, whatever problem he's had. Right there. From, from this accident, we declare his back, his knees, his legs, any part of his body is healed. Yeah. 
by your amazing power. And Lord, we thank you for John. We thank you, Lord. You know, God has really mellowed you, and there's been a... God has really used you, but he's, he's worked on you at the same time he's used you. And he's, he, he's just... He's, I just see John. He's just worked on you, and he's made you more in tune with him. Mm. And there's going to be more uh, that God's going to do through you. But I just see you being so led by the Spirit, and I just see the Lord showing you who you're to minister. But I see you plucking people out of the jaws of Satan. I really do, just, just pulling them out and getting them free. But it's, you're not called to do everything, but you're called to do some things. And you're going to know that you know when God's talking to you. Thank you. And there's going to be results. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And that pain's going to go. It's, it's on its way out. Hallelujah. Feels like it's leaving now. Feels like it's leaving now. Good. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Um, let's just pray. What's your first name? Vila. Vila. I hate strokes, you know, because God doesn't want us inhibited. So let's just pray. Just stretch your hand toward Vila. God, we just thank you to heal any hindrance in her body, to heal any anything that would be interrupted there. Lord, let her have a good blood flow. Let her body work perfectly. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You know, I just see there's been many crises this past year, but God's taken you into a realm of like catching up in freedom and there's nothing but good news coming down the pipe. Thank so we Jesus. just praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Your first name again? Jennifer. Lord, we thank you for Jennifer. We thank you for healing her ankle that it gives her no more trouble. We thank you, God. And you, what I hear the Lord saying, get ready for a surprise. There's a surprise coming, a good surprise. Hallelujah. So Lord, thank you for Jennifer. You lean hard on the Lord. I see that. You lean hard on the Lord. That's good. That's good, good, good. Your first name. Dolores. Lord, we thank you for healing Dolores. We just thank you for your power today in her body and her, that, that she is free from any pain, any residual thing in her neck, anything else going on. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you're a God who doesn't lie. I just see you protected by God, I just see that it's like life will be uneventful because God's with you. And it doesn't mean there's not going to be a lot of Holy Spirit activity, but it's like, it, I just see it uneventful, just like you're going through life and just God's protecting you, God's with you. But I see you walking by the Spirit, walking in faith, and the Lord's presence in your life is going to be off the charts. Praise God. With, this was an accident? Yeah, I had slipped and fallen. And okay, guess. you slipped and fell, okay. Yeah, and then um, had treatments, but the arm, with the work I do, I'm yeah. not able to work the way I would like So ever to. since you fell, your arm is... And, and leg, the infection arm and leg. Yeah. And your name is? Jenny. Jenny. Lord, we thank you for healing Jenny. Everybody agree. God, we thank you for this wonderful word from heaven today, that you're healing Jenny's arm, you're healing Jenny's leg or hip, anything else. And Lord, that she'll be able to get back to work. And pay more tithe and everything in Jesus' name. <laughs> we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, God. Wow. Hallelujah. You know, I see such a new spirit of revelation and understanding on you. You and the Lord are going to, I just see him so enhancing your relationship with him and that fellowship. And this is one of many things God's doing. That pain's fading away. I can feel it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just about 
Rip Lash. Rip Lash. Car accident. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm scared to say anything. He'll hurt me. But so, Lord, we thank you for Jared. We thank you for healing this neck, this whiplash. And, Lord, we just bless him with perfect healing. We thank you, Lord, for wholeness and, and clarity of vision. Clarity of vision. We thank you, Lord, for Jared. We thank you, God. That call that's on his life, on Heather's life, God, that they will just... Boy, I just, see there, I just see more equipment coming on you, and it's like the vision you've had. Even back as a teenager, you had such a huge vision, but so much of that is coming, it's coming forth again, and I just see you, it's like just expanding your own purpose, like Jabez, enlarge my borders, and I see God giving you a bigger piece of the pie, so to speak. So thank you, Lord, and the bad news, you're probably going to have to raise these kids first, but we just thank you. Lord, for everything you're doing through them. Thank you. Man, do I see that vision growing. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, okay, we'll, we're, we're going to stop here. But the one thing during the worship, I heard the Lord say that there's somebody, you just don't have any peace. Uh, just, you've lost your peace. I don't know what you're going through, what kind of anxiety, what... But I know God's going to flood you with peace, that you're going to walk out of here like a drunk person, just with peace. Hallelujah. And was there anybody else that, about the, that seemed like I'd felt like the Lord had said to me that you've had knee surgery, but it has not worked well. And we prayed for Jerry's knee, and we, hope, we definitely don't want to pray for her anymore. But... Uh, but, but is there anybody else that had that? It's like you had knee surgery, but it, it just didn't seem to work properly, or you've had a lot of discomfort since, or anything like that? Doesn't matter to me. Mine, my knees are good, so. Uh, where, who are you pointing at? Okay. Yeah. Really? Where's she at? Oh, okay. Okay, we'll just, we'll just do it. Absolutely. Now, do you had knee surgery? I had double knee surgery. Double knee surgery. And it, so... It just feels like they're not working like they're supposed to. Yeah, we'll just stand up here saying... I can exercise, I can walk a little bit. But sometimes you want to yank them off like uh, that? Oh, like, like yank off my toes. Just, yeah. You know, just... But isn't it interesting that the Lord is bringing this out so much? Because he wants you well. What's your name? Barb. Barb. So, Lord, we thank you. Are you part of Barb? Yeah, I'm her husband. And your name, I know Rex. I mentioned. Yeah, Rex. Rex. Everybody agree. God, we just thank you for this healing of Barb's knees, both of them. Lord, we thank you for what medical science does, but we just ask you to add to what they've done. And we know you're giving a word from heaven today that these knees are whole, these knees are well, and she's going to have to find something else to complain about because you're taking care of her. God, we thank you for it. And Lord, we thank you for both of them. We just thank you. Just, you, you know, this is, the Holy Spirit is so sweet, but I just see you soaring, soaring like an eagle, just soaring. And everything, in other words, God's just written victory in your DNA, and you both are going to have more victory. And I just see God just putting a better taste in your mouth, and just, just more fun and more... It, sometimes it's just going to be 
you say, you're both going to say, I feel so free inside, I could just pinch myself. Lord, we thank you for the victory that you are doing, because that's your way. And these knees, legs will not hurt anymore. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Rather than close the meeting, I think what we're going to do, we're just going to have a quick six-hour, seven-hour break. Seven-hour break. And, you know, come hunger is the key. I've learned this. I've been in the ministry over 100 years. I've learned this. God moves according to people's hunger. One more time. Could you get that up there? God, I want, my, I want to live higher. Say it with me. Lord, I want to live higher. I want my faith higher. I want my experience higher. I want greater results. I want the Holy Spirit to do things in my life through me beyond anything I've ever seen. This ceiling has been raised. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Wow. It's a good day.